When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Hokie Nation, and welcome into this week's Triumph Spotlight on TSL Today. Our guest today is senior goalkeeper Aaliyah Skinner, a Fleming Island, Florida native. Aaliyah has spent the vast majority of her tenure in Blacksburg as the starter in goal for the Hokies, and after being sidelined due to injury for the vast majority of the 2022 campaign, Aaliyah is poised for a solid return to the pitch in 2023. Aaliyah Skinner coming up next on Triumph Spotlight and TSL Today. We welcome you back into this edition of TSA. TSL today. We record on Monday, August 14th, 2023 from the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center in Blacksburg, Virginia. And today's show is brought to you by Triumph NIL. The Triumph Digital Network is a fully integrated portal featuring individual channels for Aaliyah Skinner and all other Virginia Tech student athletes and all of your favorite Hokie athletes as well. Visit triumphnil.com for exclusive engagement merchandise and content opportunities and subscriptions. Well, I think some introductions are in order. Across the way is today's honorary guest, Aaliyah Skinner. To my right is our managing editor and soccer guru, David Cunningham, <laughs> and I am your host, Carter Hill, filling in today for Giovanni Heater. Also can't forget about today's best podcast, Best podcast producer in the land, Will Stewart, behind the scenes. We appreciate you doing that, Will. All right, Aaliyah, first off, thanks for coming on. I want to talk to you about this first. What first brought you to Virginia Tech out of high school? Well, thank you for having me today. This is so exciting. Um, wow. Well, going to Virginia Tech, I was definitely, when I was younger, so the recruiting process is a little bit different now. But when I was younger, they could recruit us in middle school. So we first started getting contact with certain coaches, 7th grade, 8th grade. Um, I think I went on a few visits in 8th grade. Uh, but I kind of put Tech on the back burner originally and kind of came back around as I was getting closer to committing. I went on a few more visits, ninth grade year, and then I came here actually for the Clemson football game. Mm. Um, it was huge. Enter Sandman. Uh, it was like an 8 p.m. game, I think. It was really awesome. We, I think we ended up losing, but it was just surreal to experience that. Um, obviously, I watched the women soccer team play the next day and or maybe the day prior one or the other and we won so that was great um but I really wanted to be in the ACC um I kind of narrowed it down to a few ACC schools in the climate range I wanted <laughs> <laughs> being from Florida I'm not don't love the cold um and tech just felt like home I think the community of Hokie Nation and seeing it during the football game and the soccer game were just that was kind of the finishing touch on my commitment so I made that sophomore year beginning of sophomore year so is it it's kind of crazy that you commit sophomore year what it, I guess they commit later now probably but usually you see people commit like junior or senior year is that what, what did that feel like knowing you know you had two years left of high school but you already knew you were going to go to school pretty much yeah it was crazy like 
going and visits in middle school was just like, I don't know. We weren't even 14 or it was nuts. But, um, yeah, sophomore year was crazy. We did two more years. So, you, I mean, you just had to keep training. You couldn't change anything you were doing. You had to still perform. Um, they came to all of our games and all my teammates were committed. So we were all going to be rivals in a few years. So it was funny, you know, in the games you'd, or in scrimmages with your team, you'd kind of banter a little bit. Um, I have a few teammates on UVA and UNC and our rivals. So that was always fun two years down the line. <laughs> well, you mentioned you're from Florida, but you were born in Watertown, New York. So what's the story behind the move? And when did you move down south? Well, I was only two, so okay. <laughs> I don't really know much about it. But my dad um, got a job in Florida. He's an attorney down there. So we okay. kind of we just went down there with him. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always been a Florida native. <laughs> well, what was it like growing up and suiting up on the pitch down in the Jacksonville area? Uh, I love Jacksonville. Um, it's beach town. Um, everybody there just loves going to the beach. We, I lived in a little golf cart community, kind of country club, um, golf course. So we all had golf carts. I was actually talking to one of my friends about that the other day. Um, it was a blast. We had a few neighborhood pools. So we would, when it became national time, like when we were training for nationals in June or July to go out to California with our team, we would go train in the morning because Florida thunderstorms at night. We had to avoid those. So you'd train in the morning, and then you'd hang out all day, go to the beach, go to the pool, and then you'd train the next morning, and then you'd go to nationals in California. So it was a blast. Um, I love all my club teammates. They're all succeeding in their environments, which is nice to see. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was always fun in the Jacksonville area. <laughs> what are some of your favorite memories just – like you said, kind of with your teammates and stuff growing up. Um, and who, who are some of your, I know there are probably a lot of them, but who are some of your best friends that are, that are going off and doing their own thing now? Well, um, so we had in, we, I lived in Fleming Island, which is kind of a suburb of Jack's. Um, and that was a little golf cart fun time. Um, that was where our club, our club, um, soccer facility was. So, most of my teammates were from out of town. I only had two or three of them in Fleming. So when we were training for nationals in the summer out of school, all of our out of town teammates would come stay the night at all of our houses. So there'd be 20 girls in a f like three houses. And it, that was so fun. We'd hang out the entire day. Um, that It was just always good times. We'd walk and get a pub sub and it was just great times all the time. Um, yeah, some teammates to name, though. Leah Godfrey, she's um, at Virginia. She's probably projected to be number one draft pick in the NWSL whenever she does that. Um, she's one of my best friends. I've played sports with her since I was four. Um, uh, Jaden Thomas is the holding midfielder for NC State. She's a fifth year now. Um Mackenzie Vance, she plays for UCLA. Jackie Gilday, she plays for UCLA. So they both just got a national championship, which is really exciting. Um, I have... Mm, oh, Kai Hayes just got listed for captain for North Carolina. So she's also having a great time. So those Jacksonville roots run deep for yeah, soccer. Yeah, yep. Our club team was, was awesome. <laughs> well, you've also had a lot of experience with the you touched on the United States national team. Can you kind of take us through your involvement there and kind of your experiences there? 
Well, that that all kind of started when I was young. Um, I started with the U14s. So I was only, I must have been 12 or 13, I guess. I was a 2002 born uh, in 2002. So it was all 2002 born uh, girls um, all in middle school. So we went out to California, StubHub Center, which is where LA Galaxy plays. Um, it was super exciting. We went into camps and then... I think I was called into a lot of the 14s, and then I started getting called into the 16s. Um, did a few multiple training camps with them. Um, and then we went out to Italy, actually, as a team, which was really cool. We trained and uh, played a few games in Italy, Slovenia, and Croatia. And we played against um, Iran, uh, Slovenia, Japan and somebody else, and it was a big tournament. We won the tournament, so that was really cool to have a trophy um, when I was 15 or 16 with the U.S. team. And then I was called into U18s, and then, um, yeah, still trying to get back in there, so we'll see. <laughs> but it was U.S. soccer is a fun thing to be a part of. I know we were talking about this a little bit before we went on. You were watching the World Cup. You said you didn't wake up for the, that 3.30 a.m. game? I, I know it, it was it was extremely tough, and it has been extremely tough with uh, with the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. It's a, like a 14-hour time difference over there. Um, what did you think of just everything, the World Cup so far? We were talking about it before we went on. It's the most competitive World Cup probably because they expanded the field. Yeah, they did expand the teams. Um, I think it, women's soccer is growing just exponentially around the world. I think the other countries have caught up, per se, to the U.S. team, which shows a little bit, I guess. They're not in the semifinals. Um, but it definitely has been really exciting to see just – it's been almost – it's been as quality, if not more quality, than some of the men's games, which I think is really nice to kind of see – um, just all around, and I think the audience is appreciating it too for the men's and the women's teams. Outside of the U.S., has there been a team that you've been following along with, cheering on? So for our team, we all kind of got assigned a team to follow along. For um, Virginia Tech? Yeah. Oh, okay. To watch and know some facts about and whatever. Um, I had Italy, but they got knocked out in the first uh, group stage. So now I'm kind of like, uh, well, who do I pick? So... I've kind of been rooting for Japan, but they're out, so I don't know. We'll see. I like Spain. I think the she was 18. I think the girl who scored the other day, their winner goal, mm -hmm. winning goal was 18. So I think that's a pretty cool story. She's younger than me um, on the world stage, so yeah. maybe Spain. Who assigned that? Who assigned what country you had to follow? <laughs> coaching staff? Or? I think it was coaching staff, yeah. We just got a little email about it at the beginning of the summer. Were you happy <laughs> with your selection? Uh, well, U.S. would have been cool. Yeah, definitely I'm know sure. the most about them, but it was it's exciting to know more about other nations. I think learn some cool stuff. Well, I've always wanted to ask somebody this, and I I think as an outsider to the game of soccer too, like the goalkeeper position is so unique in comparison to any other position in 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 in, in any other sport. So, how would you describe your position, and what is the overall job of a goalkeeper other than obviously stop the ball from going in the net. Yeah. Well, goalkeepers are like, I've heard from people in the past, they're kind of like the quarterback of the team, which I don't necessarily fully agree with, but 
I do think in certain leadership capacities, it probably is similar. Uh, the goalkeeper kind of has to command their team around in certain ways that probably the quarterback does have to. Um, you know, when you're sitting in the back as a goalkeeper, you see everything in front of you, almost like a point guard does with their whole team. You can see all the movement, all of the spacing. You can see where people should be, where they shouldn't be, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it helps you just anticipate things prior to them happening because you can see stuff developing before it's starting. Um, so I think it's just kind of a vision vision position. Um, definitely a lot of leadership involved. You have to be very vocal. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. You can't really make a mistake back there. If you make a mistake, you get scored on. So you got to kind of step up every time the ball is near you. <laughs> you mentioned you have to be vocal. Do you enjoy being vocal? Yeah, I mean, I guess I've grown into it. I Yeah, I've always kind of been extroverted. Um, I think I started goalkeeping when I was like eight. So I've definitely learned, uh, grown up to be vocal. So, yeah, it's something It's kind of in the back, like how I grew up, grew up as well. So You're a senior now. Where do you feel like you've grown the most as a goalkeeper in your time at Virginia Tech since you arrived? Um... Hmm. Interesting. Well, probably in the leadership role, I guess. I think um, I got here with national team experience, which I think kind of set me up for success. I knew I had a lot of knowledge coming in with a lot of different coaches. Um, I trained with a lot of high-level coaches prior to coming, so I think I had a lot of soccer IQ. Um, but I think leadership of a college team is so much different than anything else. Um, 35 people on a team with different school, different backgrounds, different families, everything. So you kind of growing to connect with everybody is something that I've definitely grown into and experienced the past three and a half years. Um, and coming off my injury was definitely a learning process. <laughs> well, you've obviously had quite a bit of success athletically here at Virginia Tech and prior to that. But how about your family? I have to look down for this. <laughs> Your dad played football at Washington and Lee. Your mom played lacrosse, tennis, <laughs> and field hockey at, is it Goucher College? Goucher. Goucher College, okay. <laughs> your granddad captained the soccer team at WNL, and your other granddad was a national tennis champion in Iran. What does it mean to follow in your family's footsteps here at Tech? Uh, it's amazing. My team, or my family's always kind of my brother and I grew up as athletes, so they kind of pushed us to be athletes. Um, but they've always been supportive. They've always just wanted us to do what we loved. Um, he, my older brother, he grew up playing soccer, so also kind of following in his footsteps. Um, but, yeah, I think it's always been fun just connecting with my family through sports. Uh, we love all sports, really. I grew up playing lacrosse. I grew up playing basketball, flag football, um, soccer, uh, softball, like almost every sport you can think of. So I think I've just always kind of drawn to it and love to do it with everybody in my family. Um, we were always outside growing up. We were always doing something at family events. So it's always been special just to connect with everybody like that. What's maybe your favorite memory with your family growing up? Oh, Surrounding wow. athletics. <laughs> um, I... I think, honestly, all the, like, car rides, probably, those yeah. were always really fun. My brother, watching my brother, I think, was really special. Um, 
he's four years older than me, so I think it really kind of set a competitive boundary, I guess, between us two. Um, but I think the car rides of me with him and all of his teammates and my parents were always really fun and exciting. Um, I think on family vacations, we like play bocce ball or play can jam or play like, you know, football in the backyard or something or on the beach. And I think um, those are really awesome memories as well because everybody is in that. All my grandparents, everybody's kind of involved, which is fun. So I assume it was your parents that first got you into soccer. Was it because your brother played soccer before you? Is that how, how did you first get into soccer and what kind of role did your parents have in that? Well, I originally assume it's probably because of my brother, but um, my house was probably two blocks away from our soccer club hmm. that I grew up with until I was 18. So I think it was kind of inevitable f that I was going to play soccer. Um, it, it, I could have walked to the fields. In my elementary school, the gate lined up with our soccer club, so you could walk from elementary school to practice. So it just kind of... I wasn't even in school yet when I started soccer. I was only four, but it you could just kind of played soccer. <laughs> Everybody kind of did. Um, the other sports were pretty random. I think I just maybe wanted to do them. But, yeah, soccer stuck, um, which is probably because of my brother. Well, we got to talk about your injury a little bit. You started that season opener last year against William & Mary. 36 minutes in, you go down and you miss the rest of the year. How tough was that watching from the sidelines the girls compete the rest of the way? It was tough. Um, I'd, I'd been hurt like here and there a little bit. I kind of fractured my foot when I was younger, which wasn't a few weeks out. Um, I've done my AC joints in my shoulders, which was kind of a few weeks, but not that serious. Um, but yeah, the season opener of junior year, um, it was brutal. Uh, I think... It was tough because it was literally the first game. We were only 35 minutes in, um, and I was just sidelined for the rest of the year. Um, but my team was incredibly supportive, and they knew I had their back every step of the way, and they still allowed me to be involved in leadership conversations and help them as much as I could, um, which was really appreciative. Of I appreciated that a lot. Um, but yeah, it was it was tough, but I definitely tried to do what I could to help support them. What what was that rehab process getting back like? Um so it originally started we tried to find a surgeon, uh use the surgeon, and then I was non-weight-bearing for 3 months. Uh well, no, I was non-weight-bearing for 8 weeks or 6 weeks, 6 to 8 weeks. And then the next month I was walking in a boot, so I was in a boot for 3 months. And then I had to kind of relearn how to walk in a shoe, which was kind of funky. If you've ever been in a boot, your foot kind of gets stuck in that position. So I learned to re-walk in December um, and spent time with my family. And that's the first time I've ever gone home for a break and not had soccer. So that was kind of a positive thing and all that. I got to travel with them and be with them consistently and not have to train the entire time, which was nice. Um but, yeah, right back into January, I got back and I started running. We had a running packet for return-to-play running packet. Um, I ran from January to March, and then middle of March went to England, and I was back training then. Um, but it, it took a lot. It was definitely 
lot and lot, lots and lots of running and then lots and lots of strength work in the in the uh, training room with my trainer. You, you mentioned your your teammates and how supportive they were of you through that entire time between them and chugger and the rest of the coaching staff and everybody else on staff um mentally how how much did their support mean to you how much did that kind of help you along because i'm sure there had to be here and there occasionally some rough patches when when you're going through that rehab and you just kind of want to get back out there on the field yeah i think um it meant the world i think my teammates and my staff really helped i think um they were there whenever they could be. They traveled, obviously, in season. They were doing five-day trips and things like that. But my parents were really involved as well, so they would come up on the five-day trips and spend time with me and um, stuff like that, which I think helped a lot as well. Um, but, yeah, no, I was still just as much part of the team as I would have been if I was playing, uh, which was great. Um, I was able to help our younger goalkeeper, I think, a little bit maybe here and there. Um, she stepped up though. She played, she had a great season. So I think she stepped up, which kind of honestly took some stress off of me. I wasn't as, uh, anxious for the team. Um, she stepped right in and had a great year and I think, but she never really like forgot about me. She was always a great teammate as well. And I think that's kind of how everybody was. They were all always there. The staff was always there checking in, just making sure I was doing all right, which I think was nice. You haven't missed a lot of time, so how hungry are you to return to the fold? I'm excited. I think Thursday is going to be a great game. Um, we've had a little taste of it with the scrimmages, and I think that's kind of made me even more excited for our opener. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. What has you most excited about this team this year? Well, I... I think this year our freshmen are a great class. I think they've come in. They've already made an impact on and off the field. Um, I think that's really exciting. And then I think us, my class being seniors, is what's most exciting because I feel like we've been talking about being seniors since we were freshmen, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> um, there's nine of us and – None of us have transferred. None of us have left. We've all kind of stuck it out for with each other and made it just worth it. And we've all been by each other's side the entire time. And I think that is the most exciting part of this team. I think we're just really looking forward to getting through our senior year and just spending the last few months together and uh, seeing what the future has for us. You guys have an opportunity to make the NCAA tournament for the third consecutive year this year in 2023, but haven't reached the Sweet 16 since 2018. So how energized is this group to make a run at it this season? I think this could be the year. I think um, there have been a few pieces missing in the past few years, um, but I think this year it it's playing out that we really could be the a Sweet 16 team or even further, hopefully. Um, we have all the pieces uh, aligning right now. And I think everybody's stepping up in the roles they're getting. And I think us as seniors are really, really hungry for that because obviously we missed our freshman year. And then the past few years we've had it, or two years we've had it, but not far uh, in the tournament. So I think we're really excited. And Thursday is our first real test. Um, that team was in the tournament last year. They have the Big East Player of the Year. So it'll be, that's a, NCA potential NCA tournament game Thursday. So we're opening up like that, getting ready for 
hopefully the tournament. <laughs> so that's Butler, and then you have Indiana. Right. How excited are you to get back home and play at Thompson Field? And oh, yeah. I, I, and what is, when that atmosphere is going, what what is that atmosphere like to play in? I'm over the moon about getting back on Thompson. I think it's going to be so fun. Um, I, it feels like I haven't played there in years, but I guess it's only been a, <laughs> a maybe a year and a half. But, um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I think the environment there is – not quite like Lane, obviously, but <laughs> it's it's still really exciting. Enter Sandman plays for us. We play in our locker room, and then we play it on the field, and everybody's jumping around, and it's just a blast. We get we have um, shirtless boys. I don't know if you know about them, mm-hmm. but they stand at the front and they're they heckle the other teams and, and kind of support us. Yeah, and the refs, and uh, I think that that's really fun for us, honestly. But yeah, Thompson's just a blast. All of our fans are the best. We're going to get to some fun questions in a minute, but first <laughs> off, we can't ignore why you're here. What has this experience been like with Triumph NIL for you? Triumph has uh, just been great. Um, they first came to Tech when NIL, or they started at Tech when NIL really started. Mm-hmm. And um, four people on my team kind of hopped in with them at the beginning. And they let us know from the beginning it was an experiment, and it was at the beginning as all NIL stuff was, but Triumph has really just grown so much the past year, I guess it's been, and it's been so fun to be a part of. Um, they've given me great opportunities. Uh, we went to a charity event the other day, and um, I think it's called Feeding Southwest Virginia, mm-hmm. and um, we got to pass out fresh produce to kids who don't typically have fresh produce, which I think was really just rewarding for us. Um, obviously, we're all pretty lucky um, where we're at, but I think doing that and helping these elementary school kids was eye-opening for all of us. And, um, yeah, Triumph's always been supportive, and they've been helping me a lot for the past year. Time for some fun questions. <laughs> um, favorite place to eat in Blacksburg? Oh, man. That's always my first question. Um Oh man, that's tough. I, there's so many. I what, what? I really liked Black Hen for a little okay. bit. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been to Gaucho Brazilian Steakhouse? I, I really like that. Place. I have not. Those are very interesting answers. <laughs> I have been to the Black Hen. The Black Hen, good. Yeah. Um, I've not been to the Brazilian Steakhouse. The Gaucho Brazilian Steakhouse is a hole in the wall. A lot of people don't know about it. It's like behind Ghetto Kroger or Ghetto Starbucks in the same little shopping uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. Um, Interesting. But it's their Brazilian food is great. It's so good. And you can get like an a la carte thing where you can mix and match a bunch of stuff. It's really, really quality food. <laughs> Speaking of hole in the wall, have y'all ever tried black salt next to Italiano's? Yes, black salt is That place is really too. good, too. I've been really curious about that. Yeah. It is By good. Waffle House? Yeah. It's really good. It's, it's really it's good. Really yeah, good. and then there's, of course, Waffle House. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we're... It, when you and your teammates go out to eat, where do you guys like to go? You guys like to go there? Or you guys like to go other places? No, no, definitely other places. Those are more like family Those, kind okay. of things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, Maroon Door, definitely hit. Cellar, uh, always a good one. Um, greens, Greens is great. Um, Lefties is really good. Eastern Divide, we like Eastern Divide a lot. Um yeah, those are pretty good Blacksburg restaurants. <laughs> Did you see Barbie and Oppenheimer? I saw Barbie. Oh, I okay. didn't see Oppenheimer. So you're more of a Barbie person. Did you go, David? I have not. I 
David, no, they, what they are you came doing out, next week? <laughs> they came out when I was uh, down in Charlotte for AC Football Media Days, uh-huh, and yeah. I just did had I've not had a chance to see him. I heard Barbie was really, really good. Did I you enjoy it? Too. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I, I, I think Oppenheimer would be a pretty cool movie. I, I would think, like to see it. it. Yeah, I need to see it, too. I thought Barbie was like a... Like a, a kids movie, but no, yeah. I've heard it's it's not like that at all. Not really, so. it's like I think it's for our generation, like who grew yeah. up with Barbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you talked about you played all sorts of sports growing up. If you could play any sport other than soccer at Virginia Tech, what would it be? Oh, d- I think definitely basketball. Uh-huh. I'm not super tall, <laughs> like most of the basketball players are, but. If I could play on the basketball team, I think it would be really fun. Do you have like a player comp to anybody on the team right now? No, I'm not really. No, you can't. Like you could say Georgia and just like <laughs> get by with it. Okay. Did you so. did you see the video uh, Hokies women's basketball put out the other day? Yeah, I think of Georgia watching the Australia penalty. Oh, I I didn't see that, but I saw some of her tweets where she was like nice. talking about Australia. Georgia, like, Amor, the diehard Australian women's soccer fan. <laughs> um, yeah, they go check it out uh, on their social media. It's a video of they're in like the streets of Greece and somebody has the stream up of the game and it's Georgia. And after, um, I forget the player who scores the final goal from us for Australia to send them through, she literally sprints around like the entire block. And comes back, That's and it, it's awesome. Um, did you did you go and get a chance to watch any of the women's basketball games last year? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were big women basketball women's basketball fans last year. It was, that was awesome for them. Um, we you actually just reminded me we were out of town. It, oh, it was when we were in England, and mm-hmm. we were watching their game. I think it was their elite game, elite must, eight game. Yeah, in March. I think it was the yeah, Elite Eight game. probably so. Yeah. And we were all streaming it on our phones, walking to this restaurant in <laughs> England, and we were all, like, screaming, basically, probably like Georgia was. And, that yeah, that was crazy. We made England probably the biggest Hokie fans ever. But, yeah, we were all super excited running around, and some of our staff's kids were there, and they were all over the moon. They were all so excited, too. So that was, that was really cool for them. When you see – that team go and and do what it did last year how much does that motivate you to want to do something similar with your team yeah no it it definitely is inspiring for all of us I think we all kind of admire what they did and I think it's huge for women's sports especially at Virginia Tech and I think we all wish and hope we can do that uh this year if not in the future years for women's soccer favorite school to travel to in the ACC to play there or just to watch to We'll say to play there. To play there. How many have you been to to watch? Well, I, I guess visiting a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not watch. Do you have a favorite school to play at in the ACC? Definitely here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Probably North Carolina. Yeah. Their stadium it's is nuts. Fantastic. We always uh, have a great game there which is interesting because they're the best team in the country almost every year. Um, But we always show up and really perform well, and it's always a crazy game. You mentioned Thompson Field. You were talking about Thompson Field. What is the best part about playing at Thompson Field? I think just the Hokie community. Everybody shows up. Um, Rec Sports Building is right there, so everybody's leaving McComas and everybody's walking uh, around that fence and when we have a night game or even a Sunday midday game like 
tons of people just crowd around the fence and are there, especially if it's a close ACC game, which I think that that's pretty cool just to get people who don't really watch soccer just to show up and support you just because they're hokey. Do you have any favorite memories from Planet Thompson? Um, I think beating UNC last year was really cool. I think it was a little kind of – it hurt a little bit because <laughs> I wasn't playing, yeah. but it was – it was still incredibly exciting. Um, that was really awesome. I was on my scooter because I was non-weight-bearing. And I, j I just remember, like, we scored and they crowded the corner flag. The whole team did. And I couldn't I couldn't go, so I was, like, <laughs> cheering. And my athletic trainer and director of ops were giving me, like, huge hugs. We were all – it was so exciting. Um, that was definitely one of the favorites. And then – I, we've had some other big wins there that have been some of the favorites. We had a game uh, dedicated to Ryland Strong Foundation, which is one of our teammates' uh, sister's boyfriend who passed away because um, of cancer. And we had a game dedicated to him. And um, she that was really special for all of us, um, getting to support that cause and wearing Ryland Strong shirts and having, I think Ryland's family was even there. Um, that was really special on Thompson. And they painted the field certain ways. And that was that was definitely heartwarming, eye-opening. That was special. Last one for you. How do you want to be remembered at Virginia Tech? Oh, wow. Um, I, I hope I've made Virginia Tech better than when I got here. Um, I think the Girl Scout motto is uh, leave it better than you found it. Um, so I was a Girl Scout when I was like eight. <laughs> so I kind of live by that. Um, I would love to be remembered as uh, a great teammate and um, just a good person. I think I love to talk with people and see people outside of um, the facilities and things like that. Um, I think it would be nice to be remembered as just not just a soccer player and more than more than that, just a good person. I think that would be something accomplished for me. Well, Leah, thank you so, so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a blast. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Best of luck this season, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> well, for David Cunningham, Aaliyah Skinner, behind the scenes, Will Stewart. I'm Carter Hill. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of TSL Today and this edition of Triumph Spotlight. Hokies open up their season on Thursday against Butler. We'll talk to you soon, and we appreciate you tuning in.